Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. What did they do to get started and what are they doing to stay there? And here we are, we're on our way to 150 and I have another special guest as we end what, the first quarter of 2023? I have Claudia Camacho on the show today, and I'm so excited to share her story. Claudia is the Director of Human Resources at Charter Communications in El Paso, Texas. She also has her MBA. She's certified in HR and probably a whole lot more. And Claudia, I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? Bruce, I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm good. So Claudia and I know each other from both serving on Texas Sherm, and we were both in Boston not too long ago, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but I was actually thinking about the last time I saw you, and that was in the great city of El Paso. That was such a great time, wasn't it? It was amazing. Perfect weather and perfect speech that you gave and, and motivated El Paso to ha start a fresh year. Thank you for that, Bruce. Thank You're welcome. You. I had a good time. Uh, I got to experience the city for, for a couple of days. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I've also had another guest on the show from El Paso. And I had Melissa uh, Carrillo on the show, I think in season one. You know Melissa, right? Yes, she's fantastic. She's incredible. So, hey, we're going to talk leadership today. We're going to talk volunteer leadership. We're going to talk Texas Sherm and, and a whole lot more. But before we get started, I would love for you to, if you could just kind of give a brief overview of Charter Communications, uh, share just a highlight of the, your organization and, and how you serve your customers. Sure. So as we all know, Charter Communications, you all know Spectrum, right? Mm. So we are the second largest telecommunications provider in the U.S. We service over 44 states and employ over 99,000 employees throughout the U.S. So fantastic organizations. Our products are not to be messed with, highest quality of Wi-Fi, cable. We now have our own streaming app, right, Spectrum TV. And our most recent uh, business venture has been Spectrum Mobile, which has just exploded throughout. So very proud to be part of this organization that provides quality products to the across the United States. And also, if you all go ever have a time to go in and look at our community and what we give back to our community is we give billions of dollars throughout communities throughout the US. We uh, our goal is to make sure that underserviced communities has affordable Wi Fi, mm -hmm. every student or every person should have Wi-Fi, and that's our belief. So we provide affordable, we provide gratis services throughout the United States. And that's just a tidbit, a little bit on what we do as far as community. I love that. I love whenever I'm talking to guests and they're, and, and they're sharing things like giving back, and it just feels like you're working for like this mission-driven organization. It just feels good. Uh, we've talked about before serving Texas Sherm. It feels good to serve an organization that just gives back so much. And when you talk about even in the workplace, that is amazing. I love that. I love that. Hey, I want to I want to just dive right in. I I know you. I've known you for uh, a few years, but I would love for you to share uh, your story, the Claudia Camacho story. Like, how did you get started in your career, and how in the world did you get into HR and leadership? Sure, it's a very interesting um, 
situation for me, I guess. I was working for, but what are they called? Triple A uh, baseball team out here. They were known as the El Paso Diablos. Um, and I started, I, my kids were little, they were back in school. And I said, you know, I really want to start thinking about going back to college and, and uh, starting a job. So I got a job through, uh, through a connection there at the El Paso Diablos through a friend um, as a receptionist. So I said, well, that's fantastic. Um, I will work. I'll do anything. I'll go back to school. So slowly but surely, uh, the season, I started in January. So as you all know, baseball is a little slow in January. But as the season started to progress, I noticed I started getting a lot of responsibility on the payroll side and being asked to start staffing our summer hires and um, start looking at, believe it or not, different uh, player contracts. Mm -hmm. um, so then I was in charge of all things employees in the front office. So by May, I feel I was full on HR without really knowing I was full on, full on HR. So I did that for about two years and I realized this, this, this is my lane. Mm. This is what I love to do. Um, I, I like to help people. I like to develop people and, and I'm going to give back to both the company and employees. So at that point, I decided to concentrate my studies in human resources. And that's it. I was I was um, touched by the HR star, and, and it's, it's been HR since then. <laughs> I love that. I love how you uh, you found that as you're working in the organization. And now, by the way, you you decide you said, "Hey, look, I will take this receptionist job. I will whatever I need to do." But you were learning along the way, and that's what I I love this story. And I want people to. And by the way, if you're listening right now, you need to get out your journal, your pen, take some notes here. This is gonna be great because. Uh, I always talk about how people, uh, sometimes they have to give up to go up. Sometimes you have to start from the bottom to go up. And uh, sometimes you have to move across to go up. And there's just different ways. But for you, I love that. By the way, I'm a big baseball fan. So the Diablos, I mean, that's fantastic. But what I found interesting, though, is early on, like you were given more responsibility. And you didn't say, Hey, no, I don't want to do that. You're like, hey, whatever it is, I want to learn it. That's right. I, I love taking on new challenges. Mm -hmm. You just do the best, right? That's how you learn mm -hmm. is when you're uncomfortable. Whenever mm -hmm. you are uncomfortable, you're learning. Mm -hmm. So if you're comfortable, get uncomfortable because you, you need to learn. I love That's that. That's how I feel. I love that. I love that. Uh, I want to I want just like, I want to fast forward. You're sitting here as a director today. But you didn't start as a director. I mean, you started with Diablos, right? You just started like learning and growing along the way. Um, and you said earlier, and you were talking my language, you said, oh, I was in my lane. Talk a, about that just for a second. Like, what was that? Like, what was that moment? Like you were helping people. Did you, were they giving you feedback? Were you, or was it just something you just saw? How did you know that? Uh, my first indicator was, it wasn't a job, yeah. right? So what I do does not feel like a job. Mm. What I do, I feel is a passion. So I have my good days, my bad days, but at the end of the day, I'm, I ha I'm very satisfied with my job. And I feel that's very important. Mm. Right? What you do in your life, we only have a set amount of time to work, only a set amount of time in your life. 
is make sure you're happy doing what you're doing. And, mm. and that's when I realized I'm truly happy. Mm. What I do as a career, come the bad, come the good, come the exciting, come the boring, but I truly am doing what I love to do. Yeah, I love that. And and it, it really isn't a myth because I've heard that before when they say when you find the work you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm I'm the same way. Hey, talk a little bit about I always like to talk about, you know, as we go along that journey, there's people that helped us get to where we are today. Were there um, people that have helped you along the way? And if there were maybe a couple of things that were impactful for you? So I'm being very honest here is my my SHRM chapters. I, I, you know, when I first joined and, you know, I just graduated college and, and getting anxious to get into my first HR manager job, I decided to join FSHRM. And along the way, all the FSHRM leaders have been my mentors. Right. I, I see them run the meeting. I see them give back uh, selflessly. And I say, I want to do that. Mm. I want to give back to the college, the university students. I want to learn the knowledge, then pass it on. So and then I moved on to San Antonio SHRM and then going to Texas SHRM meetings and going to the national SHRM. They've all been my mentors. Every, every speaker that I've listened to, every le uh, chapter leader that I've been under or supported or, or have supported me when I've been in leadership roles at these chapters, they're my mentors. I've always mm. said they're, they're, it's our family. Mm. Um, being part of the chapters in Texas Charm, it's a family that we understand each other mm. and, and, and we know what each other goes through. So, so I've always been very thankful for, for everyone that I've met through El Paso Sherm, through Texas Sherm, through San Antonio Sherm. I'm very thankful I met you, Bruce. Mm. Now I have another mentor in my life, right? I love that. Thank you. I, I will okay. tell you, and I've been, and I've admired you since the day I have met you just from your leadership. It's very, very strong. Uh, I, and I, you know, I feel like, you know, we're both kind of on this mission to help people understand what you just talked about, uh, because many times, and, and tell me if this happens to you as well, is that many times I'll, I'll meet with, let's just say a, a senior leader and they're like, Hey, I want to get involved, but I'm, I'm busy. Like you have to like find where you can give back, right? You have to find that area, but you, you have to, you have to get started. Do you ever find yourself like having those conversations and what kind of advice do you give people? I'm just curious because you know, the value of getting involved, but when you talk to high performers, top level leaders, they're all busy, right? So any thoughts around that? Yes, we're all busy, but at the end of the day, when you give back, that should be your refresh. That should be your, oh, okay, I, I, what I'm doing and passing on that knowledge mm -hmm. is something that is everyone's responsibility as a leader. When you were uh, working, I'm curious, when you were working with the Diablos early in your career, did you know about SHRM then? And how did you find out about SHRM? Did someone just invite you or how'd you find out about it? So I did not know when I was at the Diablos. I, I did learn about it after I graduated college and mm. I um, started um, looking for a job and, you know, I got my first job as an HR manager and I said, you know, there's got to be an organization that can help me. Mm. Said there, and I just searched. Mm. I went online and I said, you know, HR organizations in El Paso. Mm. I followed the link 
I said, I'm going to register. I don't know anyone. I'll meet <laughs> everyone. And I just started going. I had no clue. I had no clue who was there. I had no clue what Sherm was at the time. No. Um, but I said, these are the people that are going to help me. These are the people that are going to guide me through my career. Well, and you've certainly done a great job in getting involved and, of course, uh, in leadership roles. I, I, I do want to talk leadership with you because there's a lot of different ways to define leadership. If someone said, hey, Claudia, what's leadership to you? How, how would you respond to that? I think for me, leadership is being a servant leader. If you're not servant to your team, if you're not providing them the tools and the motivation, and exposing them to all facets of the career that they want to have, then I feel I am failing them, right? So I'm a very servant um, type of leader. I love to expose my team to all aspects of HR. I motivate them. I encourage them to go to uh, SHRM meetings. I uh, motivate them to tell me on my skip level, I have skip level and one-on-ones depending on my team member. And, and I, we dedicate about 15 to 20 minutes out of the hour to, for them to tell me, what is, what's your goal? And how can I help you? And usually it's, I wanna get certified or I wanna become an HR manager. So then we create little small goals mm. um, that we work with each other to get them there. It's my responsibility to say, hey, listen, use this tool. This is what helped me when I was in your career. It's about spending the time to, to know what their goals and their ambitions and get to know them as a person um, so you can provide that specialized leadership to each one of your team members. I noticed that when I was speaking in El Paso that you brought your entire team, or maybe not your entire team, but you brought many, many members of your team to the meeting. And I was just very impressed with that because that's someone that says, Hey, look, I want to grow, but I want my team to grow because I know when they grow, we're all going to grow together. We're going to grow the organization, so many things. Uh, and, and you just talked about creating these small goals. I, I'm just curious, where did, like, where did that come from? Like you, that's uncommon. Many times you'll find leaders that will, they'll say, hey, we've got enough money in the budget for a couple of people, but you're like, you know what, come on, we're going to invest in ourselves, we're going to invest in our growth, because it's going to pay off big. I'm just curious where that came from. I think like, just like you said, if my team is strong, then the business is, is flourishing with my team. Yeah. So a little bit about El Paso sites. El pa the El Paso sites under my line of business are number one. We've got our highest recruiting numbers, our highest retention numbers, um, highest satisfaction numbers with my HR team. And I think as long as I flourish their knowledge and their skills and expose them to different leadership styles, different um, HR uh, methods, they can bring them back to the workplace and continue the fantastic work they're doing. So it's my responsibility and, and the investment is definitely worth it. Mm. I, I prefer to take them to an extra meeting and, and, and let them learn than taking them to a nice dinner, mm. right? Where, yes, we're, we're team bonding and don't get me wrong, we do mm -hmm. really nice uh, dinners at times, but I prefer for them to be exposed and, 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 leave work behind this next hour and a half to two is yours. 
to learn and bring it back to the work. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love everything about that. I do want to dive in a little bit deeper though, because from time to time, you'll have people that, well, maybe they don't want to go to the meeting. It, 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 any thoughts around like what, what happens if you, in and for those listening, they have some people on their team and let, let's just say that, you know, 90% of the team is all ready to go. And you, you know, you have a couple of people that aren't, aren't as motivated. Any thoughts around how to handle that? I think going back to your one-on-ones or skip level meetings is mm. maybe you're right. Maybe that doesn't motivate them going to a lunch in every meeting, but you know, you get to know what does motivate them. Mm. Maybe it's reading books, right? Maybe it's just one-on-one with you. It's you learn their motivators and then go by that for them. That's, that's what I like to do. I say, well, maybe they don't like to go to Epstrom. That's fine. But what can I help you with what truly motivates you to keep moving? Right? And you're right. I, we could only do so much, mm-hmm. but the door is it, what's important is leaving that door open when they're ready for that knowledge from you. If you give that knowledge back. I love how you just, you basically said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to pause. I'm going to find out how can I help them and we'll go a different direction. So you're right. That is so good. Hey, I always like to, and I've asked this to other leaders before. I'm, I'm curious your perspective on like what makes a high performance team. I mean, obviously you're delivering results. You're having great success. What are maybe some traits that have you've seen that have said, Hey, I've got a high performing team here. I think it's the level of engagement during Mm. meetings. It's the level of engagement and the execution of their work and the, the importance that they take in their day-to-day job is what gives me that indication that my team is truly in it to win it. And when you see little deviations or, or you see, wait a minute, what's going on with so-and-so there, you know, they they usually go above and beyond and do this. It's important that you go and have a conversation. And say, Hey, what's going on? Like, talk to me, right? Like, I think you're not as engaged or are you okay? What's going on? So it's important. It, it's a lot of massaging it and it's a lot of encouragement. And of course, ex- setting the expectation and having mm. that um, honest, uh, communication with them when when ex- what expectations are met that it's also about noticing little changes and making sure that everyone's okay on your team i love that level of engagement I, here's the words i wrote down in it to win it <laughs> to win it i love that that is so fantastic i love that hey let me let me ask you i mean claudia you're a pretty driven leader like what drives you what drives me is first of all i'm i'm a lifelong learner so the more I learn and can adapt to my leadership style to it, that's what keeps me going. Um, giving back is mm-hmm. a big driver for me. So the mm-hmm. more opportunity that I get to give back, whether it's through uh, other organizations I belong to, or especially through um, SHRM and Texas SHRM and El Paso SHRM, that is what keeps me going. I love that. Giving back. So I want to shift gears just for a second here. You are the, also you serve as the co-director for membership with our good friend, April Metcalf and yeah. uh, for Texas Sherm. And so one of your responsibilities is, is to help chapter leaders in the great state of Texas um, help with their membership, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, 
acquisition or, or retention. Uh, what do you enjoy about that? I, all the people I'm getting to meet. Yeah. They are fan, all from all over Texas and, and all different personalities and getting to know the different regions and, and just being able to offer or give them the tools they need to grow their chapters. Mm. They, they're busy as well. They're all career oriented. So I take the responsibility is I need to give them the tools they need um, and support they need from, from me as the membership director to grow their chapter and do what they want to do. So I ask, my favorite part is meeting everyone mm -hmm. that I'm getting to about the state of Texas, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just curious, just, just from a, and I gave you a few questions before we started, but some of these questions I didn't give you, and I'm just thinking of it. Uh, what kind of challenges, I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, successes and challenges uh, have you seen just from being in the role? Any any thoughts around that? I think some challenges are is people are believe it or not still adjusting to hmm. the post COVID yeah and and getting back right getting back to the normal. So I like to to say hey, let's start with basics. Let's get back to basics mm. and remind them why they like to come during their lunch or their evening time. Let's remind them, let's bring speakers like Bruce, right? And, and mm -hmm. have them say, hey, this is why I took an hour and a half, right? Back to basics always works. So it, it's guiding them through that. It's okay that you're not getting your 120 participants in your meeting. Start working on your 30 that you're getting now and talk to them about spreading the word. Again, back to basics. We're all getting back to this new normal that we call mm -hmm. and, and, and inviting them again to come back to, to why, you know, um, Sherm chapters are amazing. I, uh, I love everything you shared there. Number one, back to basics, because I'm a simple guy. I'm like, let's keep it simple. We're all busy. We have our, our jobs. We have our families. we got to make it simple. But what I, we, I want to, I want to just touch on what you just said, uh, because I think this is the Great, great point. And then as I think the reminders, you got to remind yourself why you began serving in the chapter, because isn't it true? We, we get in these roles. So, so we, we, so let's just kind of go back. We start attending and then all of a sudden we become a volunteer and then we become a volunteer leader. And then we're serving in these leadership roles and we're busy, 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 busy. And often we forget why we're here and we need to remind people. And I think that's one of the biggest opportunities we have, whether it's in the workplace or in your volunteer organization, reminding why you joined the organization. What your thoughts around that? I think that's a fantastic point, right? Like you said, we get busy. Oh my gosh, we need to do this. We need to do that. But I joined because I wanted to learn and then eventually, eventually give it back. And, and I'm at the point where I can start giving it back. And I remind myself, yes, we, 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 you know, we struggle with people to come to our meetings or, you know, we've got to plan another meeting and order the catering and all the madness behind it. Right. But at the end of the day, you look at all the people that attend and you're like, I'm they're They're really learning from this. Mm. We, we help give that tool to these HR professionals and now they're learning and our efforts are worth it, right? Our madness, 
of a week before is worth it at the end of the day. I think that's a good takeaway just for anyone listening. Like it's, it's a good takeaway, not just if you're in a volunteer organization, but also in the workplace, just to have a meeting. Like once you, you made me schedule a meeting just to say, Hey, let's remind ourselves. Why did you come? Like just now you said, I wanted to learn and I wanted to give back. And when I joined my organization, Armstrong, I wanted to be surrounded by great people and I wanted to grow in my profession. And I wanted to have autonomy along the way. And that's why I chose my field. And then I think about now, as you're, you know, you're sharing this, I'm sitting here, I'm having flashbacks of when I started with Dallas HR, I wanted to just go meet some people. And I wanted to learn more about the HR profession and how I might be able to serve. And that there's no different today. And that's uh, a lot of people will say, hey, I see you're still involved. And I'm like, I'll always be involved because you'll always meet people and you'll always learn something, right? Absolutely. It's different phases, right? It's a different phase every time. And I and it's exciting. Who knows next year what we're learning, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was at a social uh, recently at Dallas HR and someone, you know, had mentioned before I went to the meeting, they said, you know, everybody. And I remember walking in the door and I didn't know three fourths of people in the room. It's because there are always, there's new people always coming along and there's new opportunities to connect with those, not just connect with them, but also share your story about what you said it earlier, the reminders, why you're here. So they will know and, and remember that. I love this. It's been such a great conversation. I love this. And I know that there's people listening right now going, you know what? This has re-energized me because I forgot while I, why I started and now remember because I'm connecting with people, I'm learning, I'm giving back and I'm growing in my profession. And so this has been so good. Hey, I do want to ask you this one question. I like to ask my guests, have you ever been given any advice in your career or, or maybe it's even early on? It's, it was just so good. You just find yourself sharing that advice with others. Yes. So very early, before the Diablos, I had a boss. Um, I worked as a purchasing agent for an airline, and he had an airline out of South Africa, which flew all over Africa into Belgium. But his planes, believe it or not, were registered in the U.S., and he his base was here in El Paso. And so I was the purchasing agent, 19 years old would order spare parts for all his planes, 737s, I still remember. Amazing person. He, he was a self-made millionaire by the age of 22. As you can imagine, he, you know, half Russian, half Italian. So you can imagine the type A that he was. But he always taught me was don't take it personal. It's mm. business, right? Like we've got, when you're making business decisions, You've got to look at all aspects of it. You've got to look at the human side. You've got to look at the business side. But there's going to be times when those decisions are going to rock your world. Try not to take it personal. Don't let it affect you. You always have to. It is your job to, to make a clear decision in the most fair way for both parties. So I remember him um, teaching me that when I, you know, when I had, well, wait a minute, you know, we that. <laughs> no, no, that, that, don't take that personal. I know, that, you know, my operations director was rude to you, but this is why. Don't take it personal. And another thing he taught me was 
everything in life is negotiable. Don't mm. take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. And I think that's been my home uh, ambition in life. I, I don't like to take no for an answer. There may be a different way. I might not get it 100% how I want it or we want it to work, but there's always an alternate. So I always give three options with any recommendations that I give because I don't want someone to feel that they have to take no. Right? There's always other options. That is great advice. I love that. I, I want to, don't take no. That's fantastic. I can see that. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to take no. I do. I do want to, I do want to touch on this. Don't take things personally, because I know there's somebody listening right now that is maybe struggling with this right now. I have struggled with it in my career. And I remember when I didn't get that promotion or something didn't go my way, I had to like shift my my, it seems like shift my mindset, but a lot of people have a hard time with that. Like any, any tips you can give someone listening right now about, you know, something that maybe their leaders said and to help them like reframe it to not take it personal. Any thoughts? It's tough, right? Yeah. We all hate being rejected. We all, it's not, it's uncomfortable to get feedback sometimes. Yeah. It's important in the message of the feedback is you have to decipher through the biases behind it. Uh, you, you're going to hear feedback on one certain person's way and perception. Take that perception away and say, okay, this feedback I just got, this is what I can manage. This is what I can work on and improve on. And this is what I'm going to do. You can never change someone's perception at 100%, mm -hmm. but you can definitely change that, that those actions that will get you to leap, to leap through that feedback that you got. It's, whole, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I cringe when I get <laughs> feedback, but you know, we, we just shake it off and say, you know what, mm -hmm. they are right. Maybe I yeah. have been doing that. Let, yeah. me, let me work on this part of it, and I think that we can get through it. It's good to sometimes be rejected as well, mm. because that will humble you and that will say, okay, this was not for me, but maybe the next one will be for me, right? Or you know what? They were right. I didn't do so well in the interview. Um, I need to, I, now I know where I need to uh, improve. It's just about how you take it and don't let it take you down. It, 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 it's not about you personally. Again, it's yeah. not you personally. It's a business decision they've made at that time. I like how you said, stay focus on the facts and what you Correct. can, what you can improve on. I had a lady tell me one time, feedback is a gift. And so if you're getting feedback, first of all, that means somebody cares. And mm -hmm. so I appreciate everything you shared. I told you when you got on, I said, this time is going to fly by and it has absolutely flown by. I appreciate all of the things you've shared so far. Hey, I want to shift over to, it's time to accelerate. I like to ask some fun questions to to kind of in the interview would you rather read a book or listen to a podcast or maybe listen to a book um i'm a book reader mm. yeah <laughs> I, but recently i have been getting into podcasts and uh. listening and 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 it takes my mind away which i'm really learning and starting to really enjoy um but i do love a good old book read oh i um, love that sitting down Okay, yes. so for those listening right now, Claudia just held up a book. I'm curious what book that was. Any good books? So it is Shut Up and Listen. Ooh. 
And it's, it's by Tillman Fertitta, which was the uh, owner, he owns the Houston Rockets. So what I like to do, Bruce, is I, I love to, to, you know, stay on top of HR trends and, you know, HR uh, books. But once in a while, I'll get, I like to read a different business perspective, right? Whether it's a business owner, right? Houston Rockets owner, or it's a different type of motivator outside of the HR world, because you, I get to get different perspectives. Maybe mm. I'm able to understand my business partners here at work because of the perspective I just learned in that business book. So I like to change it up once in a while and, and read something out of my world. Um, change it up. That. I wrote these words down. Change it up. I love change that. Oh my gosh, Claudia. I'm gonna have to put I'll put that uh the, the title in the show notes. Shut up and listen. I I will tell you when I talk to high performers, that's probably the most common thread whenever I ask, hey, what's some you know, something you know people can do, and they always go back to listening. And when I saw that title, it caught my attention because it said, shut up and listen. So I will, uh, I'll put that in the show notes. That is fantastic. I love that. Hey, let me, let me ask you this. I know uh, I always talk about uh, great leaders or grateful leaders. What are you grateful for? I am grateful, first of all, for having this job, having the life that I have, having the family that I have, mm. not having to worry about you know, food on an everyday basis. I'm always grateful for that because I know in this country we have problems such as that. So I am grateful for everything in, in my life. And, and um, I try to be thankful on a daily basis. I'm going to be honest, I'm, sometimes I fail at that. But at the end of the day, I, I that's why I give back because I feel I need to be grateful. I, I could be in a different position um, and in a moment in my life. So while I can help, I'm going to help. I love that. And I'm grateful for you serving on Texas Sherm and just being here today to share some of your wisdom. I love that. Hey, I want to ask you, like, what energizes you? I think like to work. Okay, so two things. I think working hard and seeing the, the fruit of my labor hmm. is what energizes. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have we have goals and, and I'm massaging them and I'm motivating my team and I'm, we're working hard. And at the end of the fourth quarter, we're able to sit back and kind of do a look at the results. That's what energizes. Mm -hmm. Another thing that energizes me is working on my yard and, and, and landscaping and, and gardening because you work so hard on a Saturday and Sunday. And on Sunday evening, you go out and you see the fruit of your womb and your hands are hurting and bleeding and your knees and your back are, are beyond, but you see that hard work. That is what energizes me. What energizes me is people reaching out and I'm able to help them, whether mm. it's through Texas Sherm, through Epsherm, mm. through the local college students that we mentor. I currently have some mentees, both at work and outside of work and, and knowing that I was able to help them with whatever they needed help with. That is what energizes me to keep. Mm, I love that. My wife loves to work in the yard. So she would be <laughs> right there with you on, but I love what you said, seeing the fruits of your labor. And especially when you get to experience it with your team, I know that you talked about, you set goals, your review goals. And then when you start to see those results, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, you know, this uh, collaboration and this togetherness, 
uh, and this movement forward is all, you know, worthwhile. And so I love that. I love all of that. Hey, I want to, I always like to ask uh, this question to kind of end the, in the um, conversation. And it's probably one of my favorite questions. And it's Claudia, 10 years older is around the corner and she's knocking at your door and you're going to go answer that door. What's she going to tell you? That I've worked hard, but I've had fun at the same time. Mm. And having fun is the most important at the end of the day. Like I said, mm. it shouldn't be a job. Mm. It should be a passion. And and I've had fun and I will continue to have fun. I, uh, you, that's a wiser, older 10 years older, Claudia. I love that. And I love you sharing that because I think there's a lot of times that we get so caught up in our work. We go back to that reminder of why we're doing it. And then we hit that reminder button and we're like, oh, I love this. This is why I'm doing it, right? I'm having this joy in, in my work. And you're definitely driving in the leadership lane. I have loved this conversation so much. I was going to actually give a, a shout out also to EP Sherm, right? El Paso Sherm. Like, Brian and Valeria and Diana and everybody I got to meet, Gabriel, um, Robert, uh, Toro, they were all there at the meeting. You have such a, like you're surrounded by amazing people in your Sherm chapter. You're surrounded by amazing people at Texas Sherm, amazing people in the workplace. Um, and and I think your leadership has a lot to do that with, with that. And so you, I appreciate you so much. If somebody heard something, Claudia, and they said, you know what, she said something uh, that I want to, I want to, I want to follow her. I want to learn more about Texas Sherm. I want to learn more about my local Sherm. How's the best way for someone to connect with you? Sure. They can always go on LinkedIn and look me up on Claudia, you know, Claudia Camacho on LinkedIn. You can, I, uh, send me a message. You can also reach me through the Texas Sherm webpage if you click mm -hmm. on my picture that will send us an email as well my email is claudia.camacho at charter and feel free to reach out yeah and i always like to say that if you uh, heard something that claudia said be sure and when you connect with her just say hey i heard you on the podcast and this is something that resonated with me and it makes that connection so much better um and so when you do that i appreciate that listen i am so grateful for you uh, serving with you on Texas Sherm, our friendship. And I cannot wait to share this conversation. I'm so excited, Bruce. And I'm so grateful for you to have me here. Thank awesome. You so much. You're welcome. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.